I'm Becca Merkel. And I'm Rachel Jankovic. And we came this time and we're waiting to see if the Holy Spirit edits <laughs> us up like you did last week. We were so diligent last week. We got together. I was leaving Made town. it happen. Made it happen. I was like, we did it early so that I, it could be done before I left. <laughs> I we, think what happened is that we were too witty for our own good. Oh, we were. And we had too much fun. Yeah, and, actually. And I think we might have been sailing a little too close to the wind mm-hmm. on the last one. So I think we might have tickled ourselves too much about sensitive issues. And then so, the Holy Spirit shut it yeah. down before we released God it. God in his providence. I don't know. The tech people, are, one of whom is my daughter, are telling me <laughs> that I never... Those tech people. I know. That I never pushed play. Which is not true because we were both of us watching the time on this thing. Oh, and I know was, and you it know. It was a supernatural no, we, intervention. It was, it was a miraculous <laughs> shutdown. <laughs> Actually, I wish that God would do that more often. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Just when, kill the technology well, when you're... When it's like you say something you shouldn't have said, but it just gets magically Actually, wiped. Actually, it just got sucked into the void. Not <laughs> you Nobody did, heard you it. You didn't actually say that to people. <laughs> no one noticed that you just said those yeah. things. So all of you can just still be our friends and not know what things were said last week. So what have you been up to these days? Um, been on the just sort of, (laughs) I honestly, I have a very hard time describing what my life is Mm. largely like, but I I was talking with some friends last night and we were all laughing too hard about this, but it is like when you have multiple children. People are being real great, but my word, do you say the same things so many... Like, the amount of conversations that you have in a day right. is hilarious. Like Or I've you said, feel like, I've said this 72 times, but I don't know if you were no, in the room. No, for all you know, this this fifth child may have just... Never heard it. No, they may have just finished reading a novel downstairs and <laughs> staggered up to say, Hey, Mom, what's for lunch? And, and you're <laughs> like, if you ask me that one more time! And they're like, I haven't been here for a long time so we were laughing about this because I'll sit down to read my Bible and I'll be like don't talk to me right now I'm reading my Bible okay so they're like okay so I look back at my Bible and then I turn look at someone else and I'm like hey I'm reading my Bible right now because they all start to say something yeah. you know it's like hey mom and I'm like hang tight I'm not gonna talk to you right now I'm reading my Bible and then it's like hey go ahead and stop talking right now because I'm reading my Bible and then by the time I have said that six times then Moses will just climb up on my lap and be patting the Bible by the time that I get back around to it the first person has come back because it's been long enough that they're assuming by now you're done and I'm like I'm still public service announcement you can't talk to mom right now so I'm realizing someone needs to start um, you know like chalkboards and chalkboard markers and things are so popular right now that why is there not like a mom t-shirt, t-shirt. with news <laughs> releases on the back? Like where you just fill in like what's for dinner. You just write it. And then I was getting so tickled thinking of how you'd be like quick licking your fingers, trying to wipe things off of your t-shirt. Like what? I never said that. I never said we were going to make cookies today. 
<laughs> I just nodded appreciatively while you were talking. But I've I was, been, I like into yeah. all of the, into like well into a day of so many different conversations. Then, then something will happen. Like Shadrach will just walk by drinking a Gatorade, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "You said I could have it," and I'm like. When? What? <laughs> when did I say you could have it? He's like, Mom, I asked you and you said, huh. <laughs> you know, something. the thing is, is that my kids all laugh because they can tell a mile away when they're talking. And I have a real blank look on my face because I'm trying to sort something out. They'll start telling each other, like, she's doing it. Look at her. She's doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get this far away thing because that... What you don't... I just didn't know. I don't think I thought through this. The implications of everything are important. Because you're like, if I tell one of my seven children that they can have an apple, that's seven apples down the drain real fast. And what if I didn't want seven apples down the drain? So you're like... You're like thinking, should I tell them to cut it? Should I tell them they can have one? Or, you know, you just... Well, there's too many things This is where my um, logistical question happens. Mm. So, I I like to, now, this week, I'm all cattywampus on this, but I do like to plan a menu for the week, shop for the week, and then I know I have what I need. Even if I don't make on Wednesday what I had on the schedule for Wednesday, at least I could, you know, I can swap around. And I know I have what I need. And that's how I like to do it. But then the problem happens where, because my kids totally make their own lunches, Often it's their own breakfasts. It just depends. Like sometimes I do breakfast for everybody and oftentimes it's just like one person wants to fry an egg and one person wants to make pancakes and somebody, you know, like they're just doing their thing in the kitchen. So it's really open house in my kitchen. I let them go in and just bake. But then what happens is they don't just use up all your stuff. Yeah, I bought a bunch of deli ham, say, because I was going to make something interesting for a breakfast, but somebody uses it all in lunch stuff. So or then someone what I'll has do, a week of Denver omelets for breakfast. Right. And so then I'll be like, everyone, the food in the fridge might be for a recipe. Ask me before you eat things. But then they ask But you. then, then they're, they're like, like, how about I have some you know, sour cream? You're like, mm. yeah, no. <laughs> no, it, how much is in it? Or what did I need will, that for? One of them will be like, mom, am I allowed to make myself a ham sandwich? And I'm like, of course you can make yourself a ham sandwich. <laughs> and he's like, well, you said to ask. I'm like, Oh, right. But it's kind of like, don't use a whole tub of pesto without checking. Just notice that it might be something I meant to have. So what I want to do is have some kind of color-coded stickers or post-it notes of some sort. Yeah, but then all that would happen is you'd misfire on those. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then you're like, what? I put the orange sticker on that. I needed those pitas. <laughs> no, it's like, no, the whipping cream was for something else. How could you? What were you thinking? It is It is a You know what I've also wild, started doing? Wild times. This is a little confession of something I've done this summer. I don't buy tubes of dough. You know those tubes of biscuits or... <laughs> pizza doughs. You know what I mean? I don't do it. It's a thing. I don't. It's, I, in fact, it chaps my soul, those tubes of dough. But, I, (laughs) nonetheless, she's buying tubes of dough. No, because you know what happened? I don't know what happened. Well, I found a recipe. This is the breakfast thing, the breakfast question. I decided to get over my pride about that if it's for breakfast. 
because <laughs> <laughs> most of the tube well no that's not true but a heavy percentage of tubes of dough are for breakfast but <laughs> I no if I was well this is a complicated I'm issue. totally scared of this those things a, I know, opening because them scares me to death you're supposed to push a spoon on it and it and explodes like, wow and, and I like, just ah! I just wouldn't I would not do biscuits out of a can for dinner ever like ever. well, wait till next week, However, guys. Yeah, I might know. be humbled further. I I've <laughs> slipped off the top step, so you don't know what might not happen. Oh, but here's word. the thing: I ran into a weird recipe that turned out to be on a website that had other weird recipes <laughs> <laughs> that have been a major hit really? at my house. I'm not surprised. A major hit. So here's the thing: like, and this is a great breakfast for the whole group of them. Is one of those crescent roll doughs, which I had never before tried, and you unroll that sucker in the bottom of a 9 by 13 right? Are you yeah, following uh, me closely? Uh-huh. Like a hawk? Spray some Pam in there. <laughs> crescent dough. Then you layer a bunch of deli ham, a bunch of salami, and then you mix up like eight eggs, dump it on the top, and cover it with cheese, and bake it, and then cut it into squares, and... They were, like, all over that. It was so This great. does not surprise me because no. you have kids in the teenage years. Yeah. This is a year of It was great the, stuff. They were yeah. just... And then the other version was same thing. It was, like, crescent roll dough and then a bunch of chicken, shredded chicken mixed with pesto that you cover the whole thing with shredded chicken and pesto. Dump eight eggs that you've mixed up over the top. Top it with some mozzarella cheese. Bake that. They are what happens it to the to crescent? Death. Does it puff way up? No, it doesn't. It just is kind of a, like a crust at the bottom, which so it stays. And my kids really liked it. You can actually um, interesting. Yeah, it was kind of a good. It's it's like a super fast, yeah, proteiny. Cut it in squares. You can take it and run out the door to work with you, kind of breakfast thing and i'm like so and, is oh, this is this website some tube of dough website no i don't know where i found this thing i think i was looking for breakfast recipes and somehow i found this and anyway <laughs> i it, it kind of made me happy but i've been like oh i have three tubes of various doughs in my fridge and that lowers my self-esteem <laughs> Some kinds of pride, it's good to lose. Yeah, but sometimes the thing is, you it's gotta like lose. It's hearty, your... and and the other one was one of those pizza doughs, and I was really shocked at myself <laughs> that I bought this. But you, <laughs> that you roll it up. I love to think of you in the aisle by the little. I know, I'm like, like the, by the little wieners in the bag, <laughs> being like, please looking in every direction. By. But don't worry, she's gonna podcast about it later, mm-hmm. so the whole world so will it'll know. Be all right. Okay, we were just mm. at a conference. And My kids would really love if I would buy some tubes of doughs and pop they would a random love this thing. Breakfast. Oh yeah, they I would don't. Love it. Yeah. The other one though was pizza dough that you roll up with ham and and Swiss cheese yeah. and like cinnamon rolls yeah. and you just roll yeah, it up. Yeah, there's a smitten kitchen recipe for that But kind. then it's like, yeah, but this is fast because it's a tube of dough. And then <laughs> you drizzle over it like a butter Worcestershire sauce, yeah, uh-huh. brown sugar and poppy seeds and then yeah. bake that and it makes these really like good little sort of proteiny cinnamon roll things but with obviously no cinnamon. Anyway. And the protein is a little, is alongside of some heavy carbs <laughs> not too heavy actually because those doughs the ones i've employed 
they don't puff up. They're pretty thin. <laughs> they stay pretty thin. Well, I think anyway, that's really funny. But anyhow, that's my that's been my well, little good job you. into convenience foods for breakfast. But I'm like, who cares? You know, I don't. I'm not above my children eating cereal. I don't have to handcraft their cereal. We have cereal from time to well. I, it's our most frequent breakfast. Well, no. Most often we eat like oatmeal or we have Kodiak cakes. But mm-hmm. like the the most common thrill breakfast would be Honey Nut Cheerios. That would be the mm. thing that we most often sure. might have that the kids would like. So the other day, Moses is just starting to put together, like trying to put together a sentence. And his first three-word operation <laughs> was in the morning. He, one of the kids brought him into our room, and he, I was like, hey, Moses, how'd you sleep? And he said, Momo, bowl, Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then later that day, we went to Costco, and as we're in the parking lot, he starts saying, Momo, pizza, pizza, Momo. And I said, do you want pizza? And he goes, yay! <laughs> like I'm like, I have uh, successfully he's already driven by the food. Yeah, but it's just the food requests. He's oh, yeah. like, I know what I, I want. Am. I'm a I man am. with, and he always asks me for J's, which is PBJ's. He's always like, Mama, J. And he stands by the bread box, looking earnest, like about it. And he's like, J, Mama. And I say, You want a PBJ? So then, if I get the peanut butter out, then he runs. He's like a step ahead. He runs to the fridge to like get the jam. Yeah, he's right. like, I know what I need. They'll fill me up. Anyways, yeah. we should move on from this and talk about what talk something about else. Some, okay, I have something to talk about. Okay. Um, so, m- want to run it by the Holy Spirit first? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing. This is something that it comes up from time to time in the world. No, see, look. Okay. She's worried I don't have the disc in. I have the disc. See, it's in here. Okay. Yeah. Technical okay. issues averted. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. We hope. Um, no, the thing is, is in these days where <laughs> victimhood is such a distinction, you know, where everybody, not everybody, many people kind of want to get a little bit of that going. They, they want the pity. They want the whatever. Yeah. And then everybody else wants to never do anything that would upset the feelings of somebody who might have wounded feelings from other Which things. Which really makes it all the place to be is yeah. the victim. Because well, or, or to be the person who is overly sensitive on behalf of potential victims everywhere, right? Yeah. In this climate, in this weird little Petri dish that we currently live in, where that's the thing... I feel like being sensitive, being kind, never wanting anyone to doubt your love or your friendship or your affection, it's becoming very difficult, I think, for people to confront sin the way they need to in their, in their friendships. And I ran across this quote, I'm going to read it to you, from... McDonald. Well, basically, it seems like it's become where telling a friend you think they're in sin mm-hmm. is is like the nuclear warheads. Of all it's not the most despicable. Like far from being like a fly swatter of kindness, it is people are like, why would you do this and end humanity with your nuclear warfare of confrontation? Yeah. yeah. But this is a quote from George McDonald, which really struck me. And then pair it with a verse. I feel like we need to pair this with a verse. Okay. Um, do you ask, what is faith in him? 
I answer, the leaving of your own way, your objects, yourself, and the taking of his and him. And this is the part I want to emphasize. And doing as he tells you. (laughs) I can find no words strong enough to serve the weight of this necessity, this obedience. So what is faith in him? It's doing what he tells you to do, you know? Yeah. And this is... Do the dang work. And this is the work that I feel we ought to pay attention to here. Is The work you'd like to highlight? 1 Corinthians 5. He says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In this case, you would have to leave the world. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. And the thing is, is that is so contrary to opposite all. land common common <laughs> advice from yes. Christians to Christians. It's like, but they'll think just you're harsh. love them like normal town. Just pretend they're okay because yeah. we all sin, don't we? Didn't you have a bad attitude once? Yeah. yeah. And you must. They must always know that they are loved. They but must I had always a, know that they are accepted. And this so verse is we've saying, had a similar don't thing. Accept it. This same question has been on my mind lately, and in a discussion that came up, in, and so I was thinking about the same thing. But it was empathy, the important, like when people are talking about the importance of empathy and I'm the way that that is often used. I absolutely do not believe it's a biblical virtue. Like, like not that there's no time when you ought to be empathetic to someone. Okay. So weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. Yes. Do not disobey with those who disobey and do not (laughs) lie with God about those who lie with, uh, lie about God. Yeah. Like if somebody is like, for instance, say you grew up with a Christian girl who's like a friend and then she starts wandering on the path of maybe I'm not a Christian. Maybe I actually like I'm, I'm decided to experiment with my sexuality or I decided whatever because I, you know, she's wandering Mm -hmm. off. And obviously I hope that you would have the good sense to say, this is not it like bad call, but but there is no continuing that friendship as though that's not happening. Like, that's right. the one thing that is not on the table anymore, uh-huh. is pretending that this is not yeah. what's happening. And something that really struck me, so the empathy would be people saying, well, if you don't, that if you don't, like, struggle with her heartache of feeling like she hasn't experienced life if she's not sleeping around. Like, they get it so entangled with, like, if you can't feel what she's feeling that you're not a friend at all. Right. And and the reality is that entering into temptation with people is not Christian virtue. No. Like, if someone is losing control of themselves about something, you don't also lose control of yourself. <laughs> in anger with them in order to be a friend. Like, you say, you know what? You need to back on (laughs) out of this here attitude you've got going. Like, we're gonna, you gotta fix this. But something that really struck me, as Luke and I were talking about, this thinking that empathizing with people is the most important task Christians and do. I and think they we say have to like, be careful because sometimes, yes, empathizing is a very important virtue. It really is. Except when you're saying, I'm empathizing with you in your succumbing to temptation. Yeah, and I guess I guess the thing that I that I don't think, though, I think is maybe I feel like it's just a term that has got so much baggage. It's like a really, really st- one of those stupid, sticky bouncy balls 
with a little, you know what I'm talking about. always have hair stuck Yeah, you them. feel like at this point it's been through too much and we can't talk about it, it anymore with clarity. It might depend on what circles you run Yeah, in. my. I guess I just feel like people are like, well, it doesn't really matter if, you know, she's living as a lesbian <laughs> like, well, because I just love her the same way as when she was a professing Christian mom friend. Like, yeah. I'm just going to act like nothing's different so that someday Jesus' love will show through me. And you're yeah. like, no, and, no. And the idea is she needs to always know that she's loved and she's accepted with you. And it's like, actually, that verse is saying... Don't she may not that. be accepted with you. She, she may not be, and but interestingly, because she is not in the midst of being accepted by Christ, right? Right? Like he's the most loving of all. Like obviously his love is better yeah. than ours. Obviously his kindness and tenderness and compassion is better than ours. Right. And at that moment, he's saying, "No, mm-hmm. like I, this is not part of like he's and saying, this list right here. Someone who claims to be a brother or sister." Yeah, but is sexually immoral, and I think the implication here obviously is unrepentantly so. Right, not like oh my word, something I, like, and I'm confessing it, I'm getting right. We're right. not We're saying not going quit acting like that. Like, no, yeah, but but for the people who say it, whatever, it's kind of like it's not a big deal. Why are you so upset? It's like, about well, this? I'm living with my boyfriend, but I don't think you should judge me. <laughs> it's like, right, you want you guys want to come over and just hang out? <laughs> And you're like, no, don't even eat with people don't like that. Even don't eat even it. eat with them. And it says sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer. It's interesting. And, and that is an interesting one. A drunkard or a swindler. So Now, greedy is kind of... I think you don't want to go around thinking, I think he's a bit greedy, so I'm not going to eat with him. <laughs> I'm using my special, those detector, uh, the little glasses that you might get in a cereal box mm-hmm. to read my world mm-hmm. and be like, you're looking a little greedy. Yeah. But I think me. what this means is, like, there's lots of things where it's like, if you've got a girlfriend who is doing really badly, let's say, and let's say she does claim the name of Christ, right? But you know she's drifted, she's doing really badly, you don't go for a fun getaway spa weekend with her. No. <laughs> that is not what you do. And you don't do it in the hopes that you She'll will, notice that you didn't that obey scripture. Right. That you, <laughs> you'll go do it in the hopes that she... Because, because, and this is a thing, I heard, okay, this, okay, I'm getting, this is too many things I have to say. One, one time I got in my car and it was on NPR with some raunch-tastic interview on NPR. You know how they are. <laughs> On there with yeah. no actual concept of the way God made the world on NPR, <laughs> and uh, it was like a talk interview or something. And uh, I only heard part of it, but it really struck me. It was like an interview with a woman and a son who came out around, like he came out as gay, and then his mom came out as gay <laughs> later. <laughs> and you're like, like, let's just explore this really healthy family life. How far down does this abyss yeah, go? Yeah, but the thing that just struck me, like, holy moly, because she was saying he was such a great uh, example to me, and his, oh, no. his courage really made me come out. Oh. And he was saying, and it was kind of comic, because what he said was that he realized that he was actually still... He was still really not all the way okay with it because when his mom came out, he really minded. Mm-hmm. Which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, because she's breaking up your parents' marriage mm-hmm. and she's, you know, like, there's, and that he was like, also because there's 4,000 reasons to mind it. But, but he was trying to be all open and loving, but then he was not as open and accepting of his mother <laughs> being gay as, which there was some, so bad. There was some, 
element of the farce in it. Like, <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. This is like so tragic. But, but the part that I thought was remarkable was that she said, yeah, he really gave me the courage to come out. And she said, because I watched and he came out and nothing happened. And that's like, she was saying he came out and it, it cost him nothing. Like the whole family still accepted him and nobody was weird to him. Right. And I realized it's okay because nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, so Christians, I was just a little snapshot of a thing to see that you don't, it does not feel fun to be the person no. who makes it feel to someone in sin like something happened. Like yeah. where they're like, now I'm going to be a lesbian and I'm still going to say I'm a Christian, but I'm a lesbian. It is not feel fun to be the Christian who says, who says, no, something happened between us. Right. Like your sin happened between us. And, yeah. and consequently this is over. Like mm-hmm. you may not continue to right. hang out with me as though all right. is well in the hood. And we're just going to be It's not buddies. all well. We're no. not buddies. Like what you're doing, no. I will not even go to eat with you. Like, until you're ready to confess this. At which time, of course we would. Of course we would. Um, And they need to know that... But like I said, far cry from the father of the prodigal son running down the road to meet him when he's coming back. Yes. And him running to the pigsty to say, you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I brought the band. I'm going to have a party here in the pigsty with you. Because I love you that hard. It's like... No, but you also he's in the middle of sin. The the fellowship must be broken, between because what fellowship does light have with darkness and so forth. But the but the thing that's hugely important is you're not the one breaking the fellowship. It's yes, it's they did. the person in sin, and so they need to know that the way back is wide open. The door is Always. right here, and Always. you can come back anytime. And I would be thrilled. Like, you're gonna have to stop stealing things, and you're gonna <laughs> need to go ahead and make some restitution. And as soon as that whole activity <laughs> has begun, you won't even believe how welcome you are here. Right. Like, and so they need to know that you would drop anything, anytime, ever to welcome yes. them back. But that they're the ones that have walked out. They're the ones yeah. that have turned away. And they're like, and, I'm sorry that you're choosing to not be friends. Right. And you're choosing to not be friends by choosing to do this right. sinful thing. If you yeah. choose to be friends with the darkness... You're not friends with me. <laughs> you have made the choice to walk away from because the light. Because if you're a Christian who is friends with God in that way, you cannot be friends with his enemy in a way that he told you to not be. Right. And the thing is, be. is, Paul is very clear in that same little passage i'm not talking about your non-christian neighbors no he's like to be clear (laughs) i specifically mean your old friend that you really don't want to be drifting away from the faith and you're tempted to continue acting like everything's fine right and i just feel like the whole modern um the trajectory of what counseling is supposed to look like (laughs) is so (laughs) wrong-headed where it's like you must always be understanding you just need to listen you need to never open your mouth just listen to their pain or whatever and then you'll it never is. actually know if what they did was good or evil because <laughs> you have no way of knowing and you're like yes you do have a way of knowing like sometimes you might not know the whole picture you might not know you know like it's like one of those moments say both spouses were unfaithful like mm-hmm. your marriage is falling apart and you both had an affair. Well, who sinned first is actually not super relevant because all of us have some sin to confess. So, right, if she, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay. there are times when you might not know, you might not know that this, you know, there's a big counseling situation happening and you might not know 
I just feel like people act like I can't come down on this person for having had an adulterous affair if I don't know what her husband was doing that might have provoked mm-hmm. it in right. her. And it was like, well, actually, you still know that that was a sin that needs mm-hmm. to be confessed. Whether or not there were understandable human reasons yep. that this situation occurred, mm-hmm. you know enough. And people are always like, well, I could never say if she was really at fault because... It's just a lot of vague. The but, other thing, but though, this thing about empathy, I wanted to say this because this is—I felt like this might be a tenuous connection, but to me, it made a lot of sense suddenly okay. when I thought of this. All right, empathy, and and I feel like we definitely should. I feel like it should be defined better because we—I don't just mean something where you're like, oh man, I feel for her. I'm like, yeah. and not that. I don't mean that. I'm talking about empathy as a worldview of life. Like, sure. this is the only role that a Christian has is to go around feeling the emotions of others. Right. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But it struck me that that mentality is amazingly, um, I, I feel like combined with bad entertainment standards creates an incredible like storm center because you're watching say you're watching a bad sitcom that is full of sexual immorality and um whatever right well if you believe that uh, appropriate way of human Christian interaction is to just love just love everything about someone who is in sin. Sure. Then you're watching this kind of thing totally open hearted to all of their sin. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. I just love this character. And it's like four steps worse than just loving your neighbor who's living in sin, which is like, it is worse than having a, it's, it's, a, it's an imaginary story where you're loving a person who's sinning and hating God right. and involved in this whole, and it's, it's imaginary, but you're still letting all of your emotions go on these trips with yeah. people who are in sin <laughs> because you actually... On some level, you believe that's an okay way to handle life. Right. Like, if someone comes and tells me their sin, I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I love you. And I said this, I don't don't believe in running into your friends' lives and and looking around like you're looking for cockroaches in their life. Like, could I find any secret sin over here? I don't believe in that. You don't need to go around having the gift of rebuke. But if they confide in you their sin, then you confide in them what God thinks of it. Yeah. Like, that's how it goes. And the one thing I would also say, too, though, is that... We all can think of a really complicated case. You know, like, let's say you have a friend, and yes, she was technically raised in the faith, but then she just kind of drifted away. But then her home church excommunicated her, yes, except they never really did. They just kind of talked like they might. But then she walked down the road to the other church where she's accepted in full standing. So is she an unbeliever? Is she not? We don't really know. And she's living with a boyfriend, and she's my friend from high school. So now what... You you know, we can all and think maybe of those. he is seeming like he might be about to be saved. Right. Now, the thing <laughs> is, we can all think of complicated ones where it's not clear. But the thing is, as Dad is fond of saying, difficult cases make bad law. So what we what we often want to do is rush to the difficult one we say oh see it's so hard to tell. That means it's mm-hmm. always hard to tell, which means in this case 
Which is a really obvious one. It's just I so can't hard tell. to tell. It's and impossible. I, we can't be judgy. And and the thing is, is like, sure, there might be difficult cases where you should go to your pastor and say, okay, look, I don't know what to do. This is complicated. Help me work through this one. But when it's really obvious, this is a person who claims to be a Christian and they are being a drunkard or they are yeah. being sexually immoral. You know what your job is. And this yeah. is where I just want to read that George McDonald thing one more time, which is, do you ask what is faith in him? Skipping, skipping. I answer and doing as he tells you. I can find no words strong enough to serve the weight of this necessity, this obedience. I, I think the thing that I, I guess about the, about the like complicated situation is that I just like to think, channel a little Grandpa Jim. <laughs> he never has met a really overly complicated case. Like, it's funny. He may oversimplify things, but it's... He, like in that situation that you just laid out, he would probably just head right in and be like, "Are you professing Christ?" Do you know what I mean? It would yeah. probably be like, "Well, then you need to get things right with your old church." Yeah. And Are no, you I'm professing not- Christ? Then you can't be living with your boyfriend. Like, I if it's the question of do I need to treat you as a Christian or not, he would just ask them. <laughs> do you know? Not get sure. into tense negotiations. All it's like it might be cleared up in a matter of very few moments. Right. Right. And like, it, but it will require an awkward conversation where you are saying yes. so. Are you still calling yourself a Christian? And how do you reconcile that then with how you're living right what now? What you thinking here? This and then it's so awkward. And the thing is, of course it's awkward. Of course it's hideous. And that's and why nobody not, wants to do it. No, and it's not, though. And this is the thing. It's because sometimes love is not easy. No. And that that is the thing, is that it is not loving to let people believe that, that living in a way that is, uh, is not pleasing to God will bring them long-term joy you know like why do we do that like why it's like well the other thing is i think another reason people shy away from doing this is they're not willing to take the hit and that's actually what this verse is requiring is you have to be willing to take the hit of right because if it is a friend of yours of course it's gonna hurt if she turns away and mm-hmm. feels like you've been unkind of course it tells gonna everyone hurt. that you're yeah. meanie you're gonna be cast in the role of the villain you're meanie McTots. You- she's <laughs> she's just this sweet happy person who likes yeah. to serve Indian food to everyone right. who comes to her house right and the like thing is, I'm so loving you- and joyful and she's so uptight and yeah. Christian and you have to be willing to take the hit of having um people think ill of you you might have to take the hit of losing a friend you might have to take the hit of um whatever having having people lying about your intentions and so forth but it's kind of like well that's kind of part of the cost of being a christian take up your cross take up take it up (laughs) and if your cross is someone being nasty about you on facebook i think you're doing pretty good (laughs) like it's pretty much not a heavy cross is what my point is but i also think that what I, when I said channeling grandpa, grandpa's also, it's not just that he'd be straightforward. He's one of the most effective personal evangelists yeah. that I've ever even but heard tell of, but it is because he's always talking about it. And he was telling me a story just the other day about telling somebody, well, or you're not going to have dinner here because you're living in sin. <laughs> They're going to have to get out before the meat yeah, hits no, the table. That's what he said. He like, was like, you're here I'm for sorry. counseling, but no you're fellowship. You're here for yeah. counseling. You are not here for fellowship because you are 
unrepentantly in sin. And so it's not a thing of I'm shunning you. It's it's just like I'll talk, but I'm not gonna shoot the breeze. We're gonna talk about the problem. You right and me now. aren't friends right now, but we're having a talk and I'm hoping we will be. Hope we will come around yeah. to being friends. But anyway, we should have a, a a tip and I'm trying to remember what did we talk about last week? We had tips last week, but I don't know what they were. <laughs> I don't think that was what the Holy Spirit edited. Maybe was it was. Were maybe, our tips that maybe bad? Maybe our tips were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tips is the hardest thing for me because I'm like, oh man, I've got nothing. The only I tip, have not a tip. The, the only tip ever. I have right now is applicable to only me because I'm reglazing windows again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey guys. In our vast podcast do listeners, you there's probably at least one and a half people who care about that. <laughs> a smear of glazing compound off of the glass. Oh, tell me. A tell me more. Dryer sheet is oddly effective. Anyway, that happened oh. by accident. But nobody you needs just, to know you just that. Saved us all no a ton one. of time. <laughs> saved us so much time. Oh, yes, you did. I know. And I can't remember what our tip was. I've got no idea. You know, I have, I feel like I should be able to think of something because I know there are things that I'm like, what? That worked so well. Mm-hmm. This is such mm-hmm. a hot, but man, what We're are tipless. <laughs> Completely. No idea. That See, doesn't sound good. I just found out from a friend <laughs> that our, we have a, isn't it an acronym? That the acronym for this podcast is Why? In all caps. Oh, that's not bad. No, I was like, I was an accident. She texted me, <laughs> listening to, and then all caps, why? And I was like, what is this thing? I don't know what you're talking about. It's our podcast. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, my tip, this is dragging something out of the annals of the past. Okay, do. I Go. haven't dealt with this one in a long time, but okay. it's a funny tip. All right. You'll enjoy it. My tip was... I have this thing about my kids not being allowed to be picky eaters. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to be those people. Yeah. You're just not going to throw up if you see a, a chunk in your a peanut Brussels butter. sprout. Yeah. It's just not happening. Sure. No, the Brussels sprout's one thing, but but my kids were, I realized I had accidentally created smooth peanut butter eaters. Yeah. And I really yeah. prefer crunchy. Full confession. I think one of my children one time told a friend's mother that he was allergic to chunky peanut butter. <laughs> the allergy attack. He's like, me. I'm bringing out the allergy excuse. <laughs> so, so, but I realized smooth. that my kids, he I was, was not like, oh, smooth. this is actually not a thing. <laughs> this is not a thing you're going to be. You're not allowed to not like chunky peanut butter. You have right. to be versatile PBJ right. eaters. Right. We got to get some texture <laughs> in your life. I have, this is, I'm just merciless about this kind of thing. But anyways, it also it was found that one of mine didn't like chunky because yeah. she thought it was the shells. <laughs> that like, would, well, that would be gross, that but it's not that. Off. But anyways, I bought the chunky peanut butter. This was years ago that I did this. I bought super crunchy or whatever, and I still had smooths for sandwiches. But I said, you can when they wanted a snack, I would say you can have a spoon of peanut butter, but it has to be crunchy. Right. And it was some instant turnaround. They were all like, "This really? is quite delicious." Like, and I was like, <laughs> "It is good." So now you cannot mind that on a sandwich anymore. Yeah. And now I always keep them on their toes. I'm so bad about this guy. They, I even the family standard things, I always change it up. So like we switch from. 
creamy to chunky and we switch all the time sure back and forth we switch strawberry to raspberry jam and to uh, other like just so they're not persnickety yeah i do the full circuit i change i change the way i make spaghetti is different a lot it's like sure. they're just i remember as a kid i don't think i was very flexible i think that there are things that i was like, like you ragu ruined or prego yeah like if you didn't do the the one sauce i like i can't eat it but let's be real there's a world of difference between kellogg raisin bran and generic brand it, it's like it's a chasm. I, I should. I need to clarify. Something. I remember that as a kid. It was like, oh, no, it's no. generic. Generic Cheerios are, the are not a Cheerio anymore. They're awful. Yeah. But I needed to clarify that I do this where I feel that it is equal qualities. Okay. I don't do this like I do. I'll change the sauce that I'm using or change whatever. But I don't. I don't make them eat spaghettios instead of spaghetti sure, or something. Yeah. There are right. some. Thi- I don't mean that. I just have a thing about. Don't be picky. Yeah. There is something we should have talked about, but are we out of time? Yeah. Okay, well, I'd have to talk about it next time. Remember it I was going to say we should talk about, I had a funny, I uh, well, about daughters and, and makeup and things. Oh, let's talk I, about that next we'll, time. We'll cover it next time. We'll think about it next but, time. But, so that's my hot tip is don't make your kids think that there is only one kind of peanut butter in the world. Okay. Or, or bread. I switched to like seedy whole wheat breads oh, and then sure. back to white. I just am like, no, you will be able to eat different right, kinds of right. breads. Create versatile eaters. Or, or just people who don't let their world fall apart. If but it, it also get what makes them into much more um, likable people later. Yeah, but they're so in. But the thing is, is that they're interesting now because I find my kids saying things like, "Oh, I love that really seedy bread toasted. It's so good toasted." But like, it's not my favorite mm-hmm. when it's not toasted. But when it's, they just, I feel like they're paying more attention to how yeah. instead of just like autopilot eating some things. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, that's something that that's, I do. There you go. There's yeah. a tip. Hot tip. You're way Hot past that. I'm pretty tip. much past it because the little people in my life, yeah, are following my tip in the is, footsteps. Get over yourself about doughs from a can. Too. Is that really specific to me? It seems like you're really angling it at me. No, I am. <laughs> I was not angry. Do you have it? We've never before in my life that I know of. We've never discussed doughs in a tube, have we? Oh, uh, I don't. I'm think just. So. I'm just saying that I had a moment of having to get over myself. We always laugh. Do you remember when Mom started buying those? So for Sabbath dinner, Mom will buy the frozen bread. The Rhodes dinner oh, rolls. Yeah, uh-huh. And the Rhodes dinner rolls are delicious. Yeah, they're like frozen they dough balls that you proof on the kagishi and mm-hmm. then bake. And they're very easy and they're good. But the funny thing is, mom would make those. And it is like every single time she makes those, you have guests that would be like, could I get the recipe for these rolls? <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> and you're like, this would be really great if no one ever asked me for the recipe. But every time I'm like, it's just these bag of frozen dough balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate the bread. They have bread loaf ones. Oh, I've never tried those. Well, they taste fine. The flavor's fine, but it's like a frozen log. And so by the time it, I feel like I used it when I, it was like a Colorado calzone or something. Mm-hmm. It's like provolone and sausage and stuff that you yeah. roll up in it. And it would thaw, but man, you roll, you roll that thing out and then it just shrinks back down into a loaf shape. Oh man, I and know. And then you roll it out and it's like, whoop. Yeah. 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 And so that, that makes it difficult. Anyway, yeah, I Becca gets over the tube. I'm having a you spiritual share, journey about share it. these tube dough breakfast sure. loaf bonanzas. Yes, yeah. I will. Yeah. I will do that. that. It's interesting as a 
I should have shared my hot Actually, tip for you know what? Papa Hold Murphy's on. upcycling. No. Yes. No. Yes. I have to tell you though that these breakfasts, um, you can make them the night before, all of them, and put them in the fridge. Like bake it? No. And then bake it in the morning. And the dough sitting at the bottom of that does not get fishy. That's what the recipe said, and have I have tried done, it? I think I did. I don't remember. Sounds squicky to me. But you cover it with a lot of ham and salami. And oh, then it's the eggs. ham straight on it. It's okay. like dough, then ham, then salami, then egg, then cheese. My kids would, would never forgive me if they knew this had been recommended and I mm. did not follow through You on need it, to so try it because I, <laughs> they really... And it's surprisingly thin at the end of it, at the end of the day, but it's still... Anyway. It's kind of come off like pizza. Like an eggy mm. pizza. No, taller than a pizza, but anyway, it's deep not like dish, a big deep yeah. dish. <laughs> it's not like a huge puffy of an omelet is what I'm saying. It's like it's a thinner little right. thing, but I guess that's my tip. That's my All right. We're full of that. hot We're tips. So many. All so right. Many. Live but like a gotta, Christian. Yeah. Do the hard thing. <laughs> eat the tube doughs. <laughs> and but only at breakfast. Eat Don't tube doughs with crunchy PB at breakfast. That guy, you're on the no, stairway no. to tube dough if dinners. If you're going to make biscuits for dinner, <laughs> make them from scratch. I don't, but th- I don't know that you need to be fussy about that. I am fussy about that. What if someone was going to do breakfast for dinner and they wanted to use it? I'd be, <laughs> I'm willing to stretch a point there. I'm going to say, okay. All right, you, guys, yeah. you've got the official clearance on that one. <laughs> we will, no, we won't see you, but we'll be here again we'll next be here time. Another we'll come time. back another time. We'll try and have this one make have it a good out week. into the world. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, bye. <laughs>